kind, sober, and fully dressed. Good news, everyone. We found the name of Santiago's sex tape. Hello and welcome to Kind, Sober and Fully Dressed, a Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast. We're your hosts, Holly and Meg, and we're here to chat about our favourite police show. But before we get into that, let's introduce ourselves. Meg, how did you get into Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Sure. Um, So I don't really remember my first Brooklyn Nine-Nine viewing, all of a sudden, I just remember that it was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, I think, happens. yeah, like I think it was like fall of 2016. And so like season three had just finished up or like was in mid-season. I'm not really sure because I bought it on Amazon so I could watch it on the plane going to France. And when I got there, I was meeting with a friend um, who was coming from New York. And I was like, guess what we're going to do? It's watch all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> because the first two seasons at that time, I think were on like Hulu or Netflix or something for free. So I was just like, guess what we're doing? It's this. And like since then, it's always been like my go-to playing in the background. I've rewatched the whole thing. I don't know how many times. It's just always on. Yeah, um, I'm a little bit different. I had heard of the show for quite a while because it's just one of those shows that's always sort of in like your pop culture subconscious. Mm-hmm. But I didn't actually watch it until it got cancelled and renewed. It took me seeing the show being cancelled to actually be really interested in it. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, which is actually how I started watching Parks and Rec. So that's like a Michael Schur thing for me. (laughs) And then, yeah, I decided to sit down and watch it. And I fell down the rabbit hole very quickly. And now I just keep re-watching everything. But especially Jake and Amy's wedding. Like, that's my constant rewatch. Jake and Amy's wedding is so good. I always rewatch the Coral Pines episodes. <laughs> yeah. Just like Straight Holt. Yeah. <laughs> Straight Holt is the greatest. <laughs> the most unnatural thing I've ever seen on this show. Yeah. It's so weird and so funny. But yeah, like. Thank God for NBC bringing the show back because I'm so glad we've got more. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what I would do. I'd be so sad if there wasn't new Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And like, just, there hasn't been many big differences in the show changing networks, but there have been some noticeable ones and we'll probably have a chat about some of them later on in the episode. But um, I'd say it's been worth it. Yeah, absolutely. The bleeps are just making it an extra bit funnier. <laughs> Which I didn't think was possible, but here we are. So on that note, let's have a chat about episode one, The Honeymoon, also known as Always Be Coconutting. Always Be Coconutting. Coconutting. ABC. (laughs) Uh, Can I just start off by saying Married Jake and Amy is like my favorite thing now? Yeah. It's like, it's the cutest. It, it. They're so good, Um, especially when they both kind of have those moments of like, how did, we're so different. How did we, how did we end up together? Oh, it doesn't matter. We're still the best. 
Yeah, well, that's something I noticed going back to when I first started watching the show. It's just like I didn't, like I will ship things quite easily, but I didn't ship them until the show sort of made me. Like, Oh, okay, yeah. Like it wasn't from the start. I didn't really ship them until season two, which is quite odd for me. But okay. the show's kind of developed it in a really great. And- Not until like the whole like Teddy tension and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, like it's now at a point where it's just like, they're perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I really respect that about this show because in so many other shows, they have like the will they, won't they, mm-hmm. and it it becomes a really large part of the series. Yeah. And then inevitably when they do get together, then the show isn't interesting anymore. But like Jake and Amy have been together for a while now and it's still great. Yeah. Well, like, um, like I grew up watching – you know, some of your typical mid two thousand procedurals like Bones and NCIS who had Yeah, exactly. Who had those horrible will they won't they? It's and man, like it just wasn't worth it in the end. It was yeah. so boring and so tiring by the end of it. Especially with NCIS. But I feel like Brooklyn Nine Nine and other shows like Parks and Rec and even The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Like they've gotten over that will they won't they having the characters together is a bad thing bullshit. And it's just so much better these days. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't want to make me pull my hair out nearly as much. Exactly. So, married Jake and Amy on an island with Holt. <laughs> Poor depressed Holt. Depressed Holt is a mood. <laughs> One, because he's just been lying this whole time about where he's been, yeah. which I really respect. <laughs> That he just shows up without any preparation, and it's Captain Holt. He prepares for everything. And so then he's wearing all of his perfect t-shirts of uh, what's up, beaches, and (laughs) the pineapple slut t-shirt that, like, no one really gets, but we all understand. (laughs) I think that one was my favorite just because it just doesn't make sense. Right, when Jake asks, like, are you the slut or is the pineapple the slut? Like, that's. The age-old question. Yeah. I What I really appreciated out of this is really, I feel like Amy shows just how much she grows all the time. Um, because, like, obviously we know that Captain Holt's their dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially for Jake. But, like, whenever Amy stands up to Captain Holt, I just want to have a parade. Because she does care so much about, like, what he thinks. And and not only that, but she's also just not the type to, like, go off. But her laying it into Holt as he's strapped to the bed. <laughs> and it was, like, the most Amy way of getting mad at someone where she's yeah. like, I don't give a hoot. And it's like, really? That's the word choice that you use? Yeah, like... And then we see Holt not give a hoot later on, and it just kind of shows how similar those two characters really are. Right. I love that they continue the joke. Yeah. Just like the like the one time where they say Bing Pot, like, seasons later, and I'm like, yes, keep it. <laughs> Can we just talk about Charles's box of surprises, though? Like, I, oh, gosh, <laughs> Charles. I feel like Charles is, like, definitely like a call out to shippers. 
He he is because Charles is really all of us. Yeah. Especially when like Jake and Amy start dating and he rolls over and he's like, I'm high in a new drug and it's your relationship. So relatable. <laughs> Super relatable. And I just you have to really wonder what all is in that box. Because you know that like there's definitely some shampoo. Yeah. Oh god. Because shampooing your partner's hair is like the most <laughs> intimate thing you can do. Of course. <laughs> and probably every kind of edible anything <laughs> that you can put on your body <laughs> is also included. Definitely a few handcuffs as well. Yeah. Like uh, several different kinds. Because he's like, what if in this situation? Because you know he's thought about it all. <laughs> Way too much. Way too much. And they're like, and he includes also like a standard police set of handcuffs. And they're like, Charles, why would we need these? Yeah, he just like took them from the precinct. Like, yeah, they're lost. No, they're his. He's like, here, they're yours. Use these. I give you my blessing. Speaking of Charles, though, him and Gina's parents. Oh, my gosh. I I feel really sad. Like this made me, I will admit, um, Gina is probably one of my least favorite characters, mm. but this storyline and the one in one of the later episodes makes me like her considerably more. Mm-hmm. Like when it when the show shows that she actually cares, I yeah I appreciate her a bit more than I normally do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I was really, really curious about what it was once we find out that like she's the one who told her mom to divorce Lynn Boyle because you know it's Gina but then also Gina often has a heart of gold yeah despite everything else she does like she's she's never cruel like she would never actually stoop to any sort of cruelty she's just playing around with people a lot yeah yeah exactly she doesn't want to lie to hurt people she lies because it's amusing yeah and but she would be straight up with her mom like that's one oh yeah though. they are no longer siblings so yes she's no I I wonder right like I wonder if she'll get to keep her place in the Boyle family plot yeah <laughs> I mean like she's I pretty, feel like yeah she's pretty deeply entrenched in that family now right I feel like once a boil always a boil <laughs> yeah I want I hope it comes up later yeah. Well, well, especially because her baby daddy is a boil. Of course, yeah. So she she can never yeah. leave. She's there forever now. Yeah. Is that why? Is the, is that why she ended up with a boil? <laughs> so she could stay a boil even if her mom gets divorced. That is something she would never admit to, but something oh my she God. would. But do. Gina, you love it. Yeah. Gina, you love the boils. <laughs> and then we got to see poor Terry taking taking control of the nine nine. Ah, top dog Terry. Woof woof. Uh, I just, I kind of love the dynamic between him and Rosa. Mm-hmm. I really like how much they've built on it through all the yeah. seasons. And I feel like he's one of the few people that like, even though he's still like, damn Rosa, like he still isn't as afraid of her as other people are. No. Yeah. So he's really like straight up with her. Yeah. And let's never forget him attempting to be her wingman in the season finale oh last season. Best. It's the best. <laughs> He's just never dealt with a bisexual person before. It's very clear. <laughs> right. You might see a them or... <laughs> uh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 
we'll talk about that season finale different day. But <laughs> Terry, Terry trying to find the answer in Captain Holt's <laughs> secret, like guides. <laughs> what is God? I, I highly relate to him appearing very confident and being top dog Terry, woof woof, but then being like, someone tell me what to do. <laughs> I am second guessing my confidence right now. But then it's so heart, it's so heartwarming. Yeah. And then just when he completely loses it and just smashes the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how you fix that problem. Many have tried, but many have not succeeded. Right. Don't just throw throw Captain Holt's laptop at the wall. Not the best. Very smooth. Good move, Terry. Yeah. So it was definitely like a really strong first episode. Yeah. And it even hit on some like kind of big topics. Like there's a whole, well, John Kelly getting the commissionership. And yes, um, yeah. Holt's line about it just being another mediocre white man replacing him. Oh, gosh. It felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> real. And then, um, yeah, they even mentioned stop and frisk at some point. Like, they don't shy away from the big issues, and I love the show for that. Mm-hmm. And yet they don't overdo it like our shows have done in the past. So they hit it just right. Yeah, they don't. Like, they show that it is, like, serious, but still in that, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine way. And I guess as a last note... Let's just have a quick talk about um, Jake and Amy's diehard sexcapades. <laughs> and just Amy walking in when Holt's there. It just, oh boy. I feel like that's a level of human we maybe wouldn't have gotten on Fox. Yeah. Like, because that's pretty damn suggestive. It's extremely suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> And then the famed baby's first bleeps. Oh my gosh. It's been either C it, or A. Oh my gosh. Amy, no one thought what you meant you, you what you thought <laughs> no, you were saying. No. I like Brooklyn Nine Nine makes me laugh, but it has not like that made me laugh the most it has ever made me yeah. laugh. I lost like it. I yelled. I <laughs> yelled. <laughs> I probably scared my neighbor with my screeching like Right. Because we all thought whatever Jake thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when he said what he thought, like... Amy's face. She's so upset. <laughs> and then, yeah, we end the episode with the 9-9 and war of the NYPD, which makes for a good, interesting arc for the entire season. Yeah. So moving on to episode two, the famed Hitchcock and yes. Scully. Hitchcock and Scully. Again, um, not my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And this episode wasn't one of my favorites, but it was definitely interesting. I'll give it that. <laughs> um, yeah, younger Hitchcock and Scully can get it, though. Like, I was very surprised <laughs> at this. Because, like, in all of the flashbacks that, they, that they've done before, it's just the current actors, but in wigs or yeah. whatever. And so for them to be like, no, remember how they were super hot and fit? And you're like, what? I don't remember this. But yeah, they were like hot and competent and not at all what they are today. 
I know. <laughs> I mean, they're extremely confident still for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're not good at their jobs anymore. I was really surprised. I also feel that, like, what was it? Wing sluts <laughs> also <laughs> was not a thing that would have happened on Fox for some reason. No. Or, or the, um, what was it? The beaver trap? The van? Oh, God. That van is hideous. <laughs> It would be infested with so many things. Yeah. Just just too many things. Here's a question, though. Did you think they were guilty at any point? I did, but because they're stupid, not because they were, like, intentionally breaking the law, I guess. Yeah, I... If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I... For, like... I think I was kind of following Jake's line of thinking, and for a minute I was just like, well, what if they are? But the show would never actually do that. Yeah, and it was so long ago that, like, even if they had that money, it would be gone by now for sure. Yeah. So, like, it, their current state doesn't really mean anything as far as, like, oh, like, they couldn't have stolen that money. Yeah. Also, like, Scully has admitted to doing, like, a lot of cocaine back then. So, like, (laughs) all right, all right. And, like, diet pills and things like that. So, really, anything goes for those two. They've done and seen everything. Yeah. Like, being a cop during the 80s was, like, in New York was, was a time. Here's a question, though. Do Jake and Charles look at them and worry that that'll be them in the future? Are they scared now? Yeah. I really hope so. <laughs> they didn't talk about it, but I really hope that they're just like, yeah. can't let that happen. <laughs> I feel that's something Jake would definitely worry about. Mm-hmm. But Charles is like, you're always going to be beautiful and fit, Jakey. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I was so confused when the episode yeah. started with them. And I was like, who are these fools? Oh, it's a flashback. And like, yes, they, the actors, well, the younger characters look different, but they still, like in terms of casting, it was pretty on point. Yeah, like you can definitely tell that it's supposed to be Scully and Hitchcock. Yeah. But man, what a weird, what a weird. <laughs> and what a way to just slide down to what they are today. Yeah. Because of wing slots. Right. And now we know it's because of wing slots. <laughs> what an origin story. Oh my gosh. Oh, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then we have Paul Charles being catfished. Oh, Charles. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Charles. He has such a good heart, but he's so stupid. He's so stupid. This is not the first time he's been catfished on this show. And it won't be the last. (laughs) It won't. But I was actually really surprised at the end that, like, the person is related to Nikolaj. Yeah. I did not expect that. I, I kind of like that they both ended up being right. Yeah. But Charles is still real stupid. Oh, yeah. Real. Let's hope Nikolaj grows up to be a little bit smarter than his dad. I think he will be. He's already very smart. Yeah, very true. And then in terms of other storylines, we also had the upstairs and downstairs people in the one spot. Upstairs and downstairs people. Bit of a heavy-handed 
Yeah. I I did really appreciate, though, that they did that storyline, like, specifically with only people of color. Yeah, like, I think it could be played off as more comical because of it, rather than, and, like, everyone was like, okay, yeah, this is a lot, but you don't normally see, you know, people who are, look like Terry and Rosa and Amy to be, like, those people, right? <laughs> It's usually people who look like Gina or Charles or Jake or Scully and Hitchcock. Yeah. Especially so Scully and Hitchcock. Yeah. So I think it was probably a really good intentional point for them to choose that trio to do this with. Yeah. Like this show just, it's just so much more aware of what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, so good. It always knows what it's doing. Yeah. And then, speaking of white people, yeah, <laughs> John Kelly is the worst. John Kelly is awful. He's so smarmy and so smug, and he's exactly the opposite of Holt. Yeah, and I was thinking, because I was watching it again last night, that scene when he's just smiling at Holt. Yeah. It's that smile. It's that same smile as, you know, that kid in DC. Yes. It's that yeah, smile. That that's smug. it. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And like Holt, Holt says what we all think. Yeah. <laughs> when he's doing that of like, I know you're threatening me and I do not like that you're smiling when you do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's. Oh, no Hoot Holt is my favorite. He's amazing. Yeah. I feel. I feel so much for Holt because he's always in, he's always put in these positions where he has to choose like his crusade versus the nine, nine. And he, of course he always ends up choosing the nine, nine. Like that's why he got sent to PR thanks to lunch, but it has to be so hard for him to back down when all he wants to do is stick it to John Kelly. And we all want him to stick it to John Kelly. (laughs) Oh yeah. But he does the right thing for everybody, which is why he's a good captain. Yeah, and I just, some days I just can't believe that the show actually, you know, looks at these issues with such complexity. Mm -hmm. Like, it's never just straightforward. It's being realistic. It's like, it's showing the complications and the difficulties that he's facing. Oh, and on a final note, before I forget. Mm Mm-hmm. One of my personal headcanons for this show is that Jake is definitely bi. Oh, Jake is definitely bi. And, like, it showed up again in this episode when he asked who was more bangable, young Hitchcock or Scully. (laughs) And, like, I just love the show adding in just these little bits and pieces of totally bisexual Jake Peralta. Yeah. And even if you know, for whatever reason, someone decides that he's not bi, it's still nice to make it really normal that men can comment on other men and, like, it's okay. (laughs) Like, it's normalizing it and it's just not something that I feel like media really did in the years and decades past. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's definitely not something that was in the shows I watched as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it's just really refreshing to actually see. Just like casual. Yeah. I think a lot of the yeah. shows, yeah, that I grew up on were aggressively heterosexual. So 
yeah, it's just refreshing to see it so comfortably, naturally just put out into the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I know we spoke about earlier how Holt is everyone's dad and especially Jake's. Yes. Jake again reminded us of that fact in this episode as well. When they come out of wing slots and it's just like, oh, my wife and my dad are here. (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect because you know it was like completely unintentional by Jake. That he literally saw whole, it was just like, oh, dad's here. Uh, and no one's giving him shit about it anymore. It's just like, yeah, that's something he says. Right. Because, like, it's, they always talk about, like, Holt as everyone's dad. Yeah. Because the the infamous bone episode, right? <laughs> Rosa, those are our dads. <laughs> so, moving on to episode three, The Tatler. Mm-hmm. I love this episode for multiple reasons, like... Just like the high school reunion, Amy getting, like, excited about admin. Oh, my gosh. Amy getting excited about admin. <laughs> I I lived for it because yep. I'm like, oh, Amy, <laughs> I feel you so much right now. Yep. Just a little bit relatable. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, the dope denim crew, DDC. Oh, gosh. The DDC is so much... But also, like, exactly what you would expect. Oh, yeah. Just the right little, just the right level of obnoxious. Like, I yeah. I, I always love when we get to see Jake as, like, a college kid or a high school student. <laughs> just however they dress him up is always <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that they continue the running gags with, like, ska. <laughs> Like, no one, no one likes that, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, I love, one of the parts of the show that I love is that they have carried on the relationship between Chelsea and Andy into the show. Mm-hmm. Like, their characters have got that same relationship. It just makes for some sweet, natural feeling. Like, the relationship between Gina and Jake just feels so good and natural yeah, like you can tell that they really were best friends. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, just looking down at my notes again, and bisexual Jake lives again in this episode. Yeah, it does. It's just like, present in every episode. It's just Jake. It's just Jake. It's it's Jake. And, and he was, by. yeah, like he was totally crushing on that friend of his. That was totally bad news. Yeah. He wanted to be friends with him because he was crushing on him hard. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Like we've all we've all done that, yeah. It's like, but at least I'll be best friends with them. Yeah, sure, Jake. Sure, Jake. Whatever you say, Jake. Now, the main focus of the show was the whole Tatler gate. I was shocked. I did not think it would be Gina, even though I understand this whole episode was her lying to other people. <laughs> I didn't think she would lie to Jake. Yeah, but looking back again when I rewatched it, when they come out at the start in their dope denim crew gear mm-hmm. and they mentioned that jake had the long hair and the earring and he stole that look from gina that come back that comes back to play later in the mm. episode mm-hmm. when that guy mentions that no you had your hair and the 
and the earring. And it's like, well, that was Gina. Uh, good solve. <laughs> <laughs> so they laid that egg and we just totally missed it. But Yeah, we totally missed it. We were too busy focusing on our dope denim outfits. <laughs> the 90s were a crime against nature. Oh, they're amazing. Like, Amy's outfit, I have that outfit. I wear it. <laughs> like, I see you, Amy. <laughs> Amy, you dress, you're dressed as Lisa Loeb from the Stay Music video. Like, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> she was especially cute in that outfit. Yeah. And then again, like, with the show getting real, there was Jake's fine when they got to the reunion. And it's just like, oh, this place hasn't changed in 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's a real indictment on the public school system. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yikes. yikes. It's true, though. Yeah. Public school is horrible. And then also, there was some Rosa story in this episode as well. There was, and I really liked it. Yeah. It was initially sad because we found out that she broke up with Alicia. Mm-hmm. I know I was definitely hoping to see her in this season, but obviously that won't be happening. I really like... How Rosa explained it, though? Yeah. Yeah, she moved to London. And then they tried long distance, and they had to break up again. It sucked. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, she tried. That's, like, not something Rosa Right. Like, that's very... Yeah, like, that's very serious when you think of, like, the other relationships you've seen Rosa in. Although maybe she could come back. That could create some drama. Yeah, it could. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Please bring it back. (laughs) Please. Yeah, we'll see. With Rosa's other secret romances. Uh, and the qu- the quiz Charles gave her? Oh my gosh. Boil. <laughs> like, it's the most boil thing ever. And especially, I also did not, I should have known, like we all should have known that the actual boil method was to just be so indecisive that someone else decides for you. Like that. Oh, that is my life. We all should have known that that's really what it was. Yep. And that the 394 questions are just to waste your time. (laughs) But, like, I do want to know what the rest of the questions are. Yeah. Like, I I really want to. Especially with how specific they get. Like, (laughs) you have front row tickets to Cirque du Soleil. Who do you take? Is it a reward or a punishment? Like, great question. Yeah. I'm I'm with Rosa on that. Not going to lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen enough Cirque du, Soleil, Cirque du Soleil shows. And then we also had the radio competition side of the story in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that Holt called Terry out on him not knowing what a yogurt crinkle sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> That's your thing. That's your thing. I'm glad someone said it because <laughs> we were all thinking it. And again, I just like, yeah, Holt being like, no, it's a waste of time. And then being like, wait a minute. Right. It's not a waste of time if you win. I I really appreciated that episode because it really speaks to the workaholic in me. And like I already had a talk about like having to redefine what I view as work. And I think that episode was like on top of it was just like, oh, I really need to get my priorities straight. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh, you can have fun without 
being productive. And like Holt, I'm like, I don't understand the concept. Does not compute. Yeah, because like, yeah, Holt needs to like just relax. Because I don't, I don't, I feel like their house, him and Kevin's household is just like one really tightly wound box. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just so cute that every time where he's like, I can't wait to go home and tell Kevin about this. Yeah. <laughs> because he really thinks this is like some groundbreaking new thing. And of course, Kevin's probably like, yes, I understand this. <laughs> oh, he's so precious. He's so good. He loves Kevin so much. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see Kevin again because, like, I've been watching The Good Place where that actor also exists. Yeah. So I'm just like, I just need to see Kevin again and not imagine him as, him as this evil demon guy. As Sean. Yeah. And then one, one thing I did really love about this episode, and it comes back again to Gina not being my favourite character, you know, the bit at the end where she's just like, well, no, I – tattled because I wanted to protect you and you weren't listening mm. and her mm. explaining how she's Jake's origin story and it's just really sweet it was it was really cute but yeah Jake doesn't listen so that's fair no <laughs> oh yeah like what she did was totally totally the right thing to do and then when it came to Jake doing the same thing for Gina and like how they set up her exit from the show yeah. Really sweet. Yeah, I really like it because it's not – and also because I really appreciate that it's not about her being a mother, right? Like I think it would be really easy to just use that excuse of like I want to spend more time with my kids uh, yeah. or my kid. And I think that is what we all expected to happen. But I like that this is more Gina, though, right? Because Gina has all these plans for Gina in a bottle, Lynette set go. <laughs> and she she's a person who can actually make it happen. And it's time for her to go and do that. And it's not about, you know, just about now she has a baby, but it's really about just Gina doing the thing that she loves the most. And she's not alone anymore and can, like, take this risk, and, like, the show has done really well to make it feel like a natural progression for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I know when a lot of, like, with a lot of shows, when a char- when an actor leaves, sometimes they'll have the character's exit just feel really out of place or just really poorly written. Mm-hmm. But this feels really natural and, I've, I, you know, I've got hope that they're going to do, they're going to show her exit in, I think, the next episode just really well and have it feel, yeah, like a natural progression for her. Yeah, exactly. I admit I wasn't exactly sad about Gina leaving, but after this episode, I am kind of am. Right. It's like I'll miss her. Like she, for me, if like we're drawing comparisons to say Parks and Rec, I dislike her, generally speaking, in the same way I dislike Tom from Parks and Rec. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just find both of them to be a level of obnoxious that I can't relate to. Or yeah. don't find pleasant. But Gina is far more redeemable than Tom ever was. So <laughs> That's really fair. Like, Tom had his moments, but Gina, and I think it's just, again, probably more to do with the fact that Parks and Rec is a slightly older show. Mm-hmm. She's just written, I feel, a bit better and more relatable and, like, yeah, more redeemable, really. 
Right. And I think just like the the difference in their characteristics is also yeah. like helps a lot. Like Gina's just so out there, but she still understands the limitations of being in this universe. Whereas I think Tom lived in more of a fantasy world thinking of like all these things that he could do and like make a quick buck off of. Like he seemed to prey on people more. Which oh, yeah. is like less redeemable. Whereas like Gina's mean to like mean to people, but she's mean to people that she really cares about. And like you know that she really cares about them. Yeah, Tom just didn't care. Yeah, yeah. So in the next episode coming up uh, later this week, um yes. it's entitled Four Movements, and Gina spends time with each member of the squad, so you know it's her fa- farewell episode. Yeah. It'll probably make me cry even though she's not yep. my favourite. Yeah, but it'll still make you cry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, even this latest episode at the end made me cry and Brooklyn Nine-Nine doesn't make me cry, especially right. about Gina. But, no, I'm expecting tears for this episode because other yeah, characters are probably – like, Jake will probably cry. Terry and will if, definitely cry. Like, if Jake cries, I cry. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how they go with it. It's just going it, to, it'll be like the most Gina way to go out of it. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be weird and unique and it'll just be totally her. Yeah. And like, I've so appreciated Gina and Holt's relationship, like throughout yes. the entire show, that it's going to be really sad for them to be splitting up. Yeah. Cause that's been like one of the main dynamics in the show for its entire run. So. It'll be interesting to see how it goes without it. Yeah. I feel like one of the things this show really has got going for it is that it hasn't had many cast changes. Mm-hmm. Like the main core cast has been the same since day one. And this is like its first major shakeup. Yeah. So how it goes without it will be kind of interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fine, but I know for a lot of people Gina is like a big part of the reason they love the show, so it might be difficult for them, but... Yeah. So, yeah, beyond that episode, I don't think we've got any sort of schedule release as of yet. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll come back for some episodes later on. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, thank you um, to anyone who has tuned in to this episode. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> We kind of know what we're doing, but we're still figuring out, so thank you. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First episodes of anything are always a little bit tough, with the exclusion of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, yeah. Like, the show was perfect from day one. We will not yep. be, but Which, we'll, we'll, we'll get better. Yeah, don't worry. So, on that note, um, Meg, where can people find you on the interwebs? Sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter. And my handle is T-S-P-O-F-N-U-T-M-E-G, Tisp of Nutmeg. If you want to see some pictures of my face and the things I eat, you can follow me on Instagram at Jedi Master Meg. And if you're into Star Wars and for some reason don't already listen to the other podcast I'm on, you can find me on Rogue Podrin, uh, which is the same handle on Twitter. Yeah, um, I can be found on Twitter at underscore Holly Tweets. I too am also on a Star Wars podcast. I can be found every second week on Rebel Dispatch, 
which on Twitter is underscore Rebel Dispatch Pod. And yeah, so thank you again for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.